Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Alan Baysburg, and let's dive in with Adila Dasani. You've seen her on Nancy Drew, you've seen her on Supernatural, you've seen her on Supergirl, you've seen her on all things super because she is super. So let's get to know my guest. Welcome to the program, Adila. Thank you so much for having me, and I will take that. No one's ever said I'm super, so thank you very much. <laughs> I'm very sorry that you haven't heard that, uh, but you should, and now it's on tape, and now it's available forever online. So there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So for people who are not as familiar with you as I am, uh, mm -hmm. let's let's take a minute and please let them know who you are and how you got to where you are right now. Oh, man. Well, uh, I am. So I never know how to answer these questions. So like, I'll just ramble and I guess you guys will have to listen. Cool. Yeah. Um, I am, I guess, uh, an actor. Sure, I don't know. I'm a human. Sometimes I don't even know what I what I am from a small town, Calgary, Alberta, in Canada. Do uh, you know? Do you guys hear those sirens? By the way, we do. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry about that. This is what happens when you live in the city. There, they. This is the story of my life. Wake up to them. Go go to bed to them. I mean, it's fine. We'll, we'll pause for a second because I used to live in downtown Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Okay. Uh, now, now I'm in the suburbs, but we used to live in downtown, my wife and I. And the first kind of week and a half, we just couldn't have the windows open because it was ridiculous. Uh, and then you get used to it so much that it's like my cousin Vinny. You can't go to sleep unless you hear that siren. So yeah. is that the same thing with you right now? That is totally the case. Like I can't, when I go visit my parents at home because they live... Um, in a little town right outside of Calgary where it's super quiet. It's like a little farm town. I get so much anxiety because I don't hear the people on the streets or the arena or the sirens. It's Yeah, you are absolutely on the money on that. It is wild that it becomes your white noise. Yeah, it's like meditation for me, which is, that's like, I, I probably need to see a therapist about that. That's like a different <laughs> story, but you know, it's fine. We can't all be uh, my, my apologies for interrupting. So you're you're in Calgary. You're an actress, but really you're a human being. What what else? Human being, yeah. I guess born and raised there, and then you know I feel like I've been doing. I always say that acting is like my only marketable skill because I really just don't know what else I I would do, and I haven't really done anything else. It's, it's funny. So I wouldn't have gotten into it unless my parents put me into it. So I used to. They, you know, like for the weekend extracurriculars, your parents put you in activities and stuff. My parents put me in like, you know, dance, all of these sports, like swimming, skating, and I sucked. I was like the worst kid, like the kid that embarrasses their parents so that my parents always had to like buy treats every weekend so that the parents of the other kids would stay friends with them. And then the kids would still like me, even though I was so bad. It was, I know. <laughs> I can't, I can't skate. I don't know how to swim. I don't know if I should be saying this in public, but I did. I mean, maybe I can doggy pedal, but I don't know. We, I haven't tried it out yet. No. Um, and so they pulled me out of everything except I can only play dry land sports. So that probably says a lot about me in that one sentence. Um, mm -hmm. And then put me into community theater. And I guess that's kind of how I got my start. And in, in all of this, I, w I finally felt like I'd found my place and, there's this little place called Storybook Theater in Calgary where they would just, we would just put on like, you know, 
fun musicals like Annie or Little Shop of Horrors and and all and all those fun little Sondheim things. And I feel that's kind of where I got my start because I was like, oh, I can do this. And I'm my parents aren't upset at me about it. And I'm semi okay. So like they're really happy and they don't have to waste all this money buying cupcakes every weekend. <laughs> I you know it's fine. It's it was a sad story. And that's kind of how it all started. So is that uh, when you finally told your parents, hey, this is what I want to do, did they come back to you and say, oh, well, we actually meant for you to have a career and then you have, but you put me in this. This is on you people. It, it, it is on them. It's true. Yeah. And they did. Like my parents, I got so lucky that my parents just, they supported me through everything and they kind of just wanted me to live the dream, which I feel like, you know, so I, I, I hope like all parents are like that, but like, you know, you have friends and family. They're not, they're not, especially immigrant parents. I feel like in South of South Asian descent. Yeah. Like come to Canada. And I, I understand you understand both aspects and you understand why they just want a better life for them and their family. But my parents were so wonderful and completely supported this. Although, you know, I would teeter. I say like, I've always wanted to be an actor, but like there was also a time, I feel like it was a year straight where I would all again, embar I'm like the embarrassment child. I would go, we would have to go to dinner parties that, you know, family, friends, houses and stuff. And they'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I want to be a lawyer for the mafia. Like what? I was obsessed with the Godfather at like eight years old. It was, I don't understand why I thought that would be what I wanted to do, like thinking about it now and then looking in hindsight, what like a bad thing to say. <laughs> Hilarious. What do you mean? It's yeah. not embarrassment. I thought that this would be a completely perfect thing for your parents to have a start off point. Okay, yeah. now that my daughter said this, now we can have a really great time and talk about things. So, yeah. That or they were just like, uh, what, what did you just say? Because who said, what eight-year-old says that? I'm going to be a lawyer for the Italian mob. Like, I, I don't know. They shouldn't have let me watch Godfather. Is their fault? Again. Yeah. So they let you watch Godfather when you were eight, seven or eight years old? I mean, I'm pretty sure they didn't let me. I would just, in our house, we had a railing. Um, and so I would, like, sneak out of my room while they were watching all of these amazing films and kind of just sit there and be like, yes. This is it. Yeah, it, you know, you got to break some rules sometimes. Absolutely. Like, what's life without that? So is that how the uh, the horror uh, kind of movies uh, terrified you because you watched them as a kid? Because I, 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 I had that with uh, with Jaws. I should not have watched Jaws. Oh. And I, I don't ever want to go anywhere where, you know, I can, I can see a shark unless it's yeah. behind a glass. That's fair. Jaws, hey, that was that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew I'd never be on a body of water because I can't swim. So I was like, it's sh the sharks are okay. They'll just they'll stay in their place. I'll stay on dry land in my place. It's fine. <laughs> Got it. That works. Unless yeah. you go to Arizona uh, or somewhere else where you have uh, you know spiders and uh, and uh, snakes and all sorts of things. Yeah. No snakes. No. Reptiles. I don't know. I don't know. I just want like cute little puppies and kittens, and I'm just gonna say that I'm basic like that, and I'm okay with it. Uh, me too. 
Me too. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my friends love Florida. They want to move to Florida. And I'm like, no, there's no way I'm ever, ever. I'm yep. happy to go to Florida and party in uh, in Miami. I'm happy to take my kids to Disney uh, World. But yeah. no, I'm not going yep. to Florida. I'm not living there. There's not going to happen. No. No, no, absolutely not. I, I don't want to be in a desert. I don't, I don't want to have to deal with like a, yep. a scorpion or like yep. the clear ones that are so poisonous that you don't know are around that will jump on you or a jumping spider. Like, mm-mm. yeah, I, I went to, I remember I went to Brazil and uh, I was reading up kind of uh, things and they said, I, I, of course, you know, me being me, I went and I did research on poisonous things and things to avoid. And Brazil has a banana uh, spider that is one of the deadliest spiders so i'm like oh great so then yeah. in brazil anywhere i'm like okay it's, it's, if i don't see where i'm going i'm not going so exactly. that was that was my experience in brazil not going in the bush is it like the banana like is do they call it banana because it's yellow like it's a so. yellow okay yeah, I, yeah once i saw it i, I really didn't want to see anything more so <laughs> I just, you know scrolling. you're like but, this is yeah. clear in my mind yeah I, when we went to Sedona and everybody was looking at the sites and they were looking at the mountains and they thought it was so pretty, you know, I was the guy looking under and I was making sure that we don't step on any scorpions or any snakes. So I'm not even sure I enjoyed the sites because my mind was elsewhere at the moment. Was there? I mean, listen, Mother Nature was pulling you in that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving off of our fears and embarrassments. Um, what are is life of an actor right so many people who are watching this who are not in the acting biz are wondering this must be cool this is all you know red carpets being in all of these fantastic shows you must make a ton of dough this is an awesome life let's tell them the good the bad and the ugly of the actual reality of being an actor oh man okay well i'm sorry to break your bubble but uh it ain't that glamorous let me tell you and there are like you get those treat moments where like you do get to do a red carpet and go to an award show and have a premiere and i feel like that's literally the smallest mendocino cherry on top of all of like the gooey melty cloudy shit (laughs) um i don't it's tough like it ain't for the faint at heart. And I I feel like I had to learn really early on and I'm still like working on myself and developing that. Like you gotta wear Teflon. Cause like there is no rhyme or reason in this industry. There's no clear trajectory. You know, it's constant. It's like 98% rejection. And it's like rejection based on things that like you can't even control. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really make that much dough for what you work and especially starting out. Like, I mean, one, trying to get an agent's the most grueling process and you need one. And I feel like, I feel like there aren't many resources out there that even help you or talk you through on how to do that. So figuring that out for yourself in itself is like, you know, the most frustrating thing. And then you get that agent and then you go out for auditions and like, you never hear back. You put hours of work into something and you'll never get any feedback unless you're like kind of in a class you never know how to improve um you know sometimes you don't get jobs for years and so then you're working like five other jobs and you have to work five other jobs because they all have to be part-time and semi-flex so that you can make it to these auditions and if you ever get work you have to be able to like switch shifts to get onto set so 
that in itself is a doozy. And then your self-esteem just plops because, because again, you're not getting any sort of acknowledgement for the work you're doing. So then you feel like shit all the time. And then you look in the mirror, you know, I should be saying I, I shouldn't really, this is another thing. Clearly I'm projecting like, hello, acting 101 over here. Like, thank you so much. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, what the fuck? And then, and then you get a job and then you're on cloud nine and then you don't get another job for another year. So it's, it's interesting. Like, I feel like it's always like this and, and, and it's, and I've learned that like, it's all about the longevity and you have to really figure out. And I think this is through trial and error and really going through the process of like, of like creating a, creating a healthy process for yourself to, to be in and out of it. But like, it's not, it's not as glamorous as people think. And then when you're at work, like you're working like 12, 14, 16 hours a day. And that's the part that's wonderful. Cause I love doing the work, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not glam. Like, like you need to know your 12 pages of dialogue. It has to be word perfect. You have to do it over and over. It's raining most of the time. You're cold AF. Um, but the end result is always worth it, but it's interesting. It's so funny when people say that must be like so fun and it is fun or it must be so glam, but yeah, I love my job. I sound like such a Debbie Downer, but like, I feel like, Mm -hmm. this, this is reality right because yeah. uh you know, we speak with uh, with people from all sorts of walks of life and uh yeah. acting has a lot of misconceptions about it yeah. and most of the actors that i talk to working actors are glad and they're in the tiny minority to actually be working actors we're not talking brad pitt we're not mm -hmm. talking you know multi multi-millionaires we're talking working actors who don't have other jobs and who are yeah. just actors and yeah. they feel like they have achieved something that it has a minuscule uh, you know probability of success and they're right so that's that's what acting is more like than anything. yeah it's true and it's like when you get to that moment I think the biggest part is like learning how to like sit in that and be really proud of yourself because when you are and that's the other thing it's like when you're a working actor you're still hustling behind the scenes because when you are a local working actor, you you still like when you're on a show, you're still coming home and like putting auditions on tape for the next job. You're still yeah. doing all those commercials. You're still making sure that you have like a paycheck to come home to because nothing's ever guaranteed. Right. And so, and then, and that, and you're in that percentile where that back end work is still happening. And mm -hmm. so, it's tough and like and what i found was so tough and i had to learn through experience is like to be a working actor you kind of got to put that first sometimes you don't really get to choose when to go on vacation you can't go to family weddings you know you're and, and i feel like that's what people don't realize is like there's so many people who are giving up life to do this you can't you know like you can't make plans with your friends you're always skipping out because like stuff's coming up last minute because it's all always last minute so you know you get it and but and yet it's so wonderful because this is all we want to do so but there are so many things that like at, at a certain point in time you have to take a step back and be like what where am i at right now what do i want to prioritize and yeah it so gets lonely it, it absolutely it does um yeah. And let's let's actually dive into that because from the relationship perspective, it's it's another industry that's very very different. 
So what have you seen in your uh, career? How does it affect your ability to have a relationship with somebody and a steady relationship? And I'm not even talking about the stupid stuff of, oh my God, she's kissing someone on screen. How do I deal with that? I'm talking about just you know relationship and longevity. What have, yeah. what have you found that works and doesn't work? You know, I think I learned, I, so it wasn't until my last relationship ended with my partner where I felt like I truly had to take a step back and really, really kind of like take a look at myself and see and realize and recognize that like, if I want a relationship to work, I gotta make the time. Like you can't, like I, so in my previous relationship, I just, I wanted this, like this is the dream, to be a working actor. And all I wanted to do was work and that always came first. And even though my partner supported me and without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I have to say that and you know, like luckily we're such great friends now, but it didn't work because I wasn't able to I wasn't able to take myself out of the box and see how I was such a detriment to the relationship because all I was doing was gunning for this dream. And when you do that, you become so tunnel visioned in something. And then so many, whether it's friendships or like a romantic relationships or familiar relationships, they all really suffer. One, because I feel like if you're not in the industry, people don't really understand what it takes to do it and then two because you're gunning so hard for something you don't realize the pain that you're causing on people because you're not taking the time to work on those things so for me it wasn't until that ended that I that I realized like what what am I doing I I was really and in that I realized that I was like a detriment to myself because I wasn't fulfilled outside of this industry and like we're storytellers and so in order to be the best storyteller, you still have to live and you still have to experience life. Otherwise, it's stale and you can't bring an authentic energy to someone. And so it wasn't until then that I'm like, no, Adila, this is still part of the process. I have to like not gun for this rose colored dream. That's not real work and put time into my relationships not feel guilty about it, but realize that it's actually going to elevate me and support my work. But like, I really had to, I really had to like look inside myself because as actors, like we just think you got to just go, you got to just gun, but really you're just fucking yourself emotionally, spiritually. And, and then, and it wasn't until that where I had to be like, no, I got to put that time in. I got to start, stop being like a little narcissist and having the world revolve around me when I was able to have healthy relationships with people in my life. And then I realized once I did that, it's a lot of deep, dark, fucking shitty work. Then doors start opening. Yeah. So, yeah. you because know, can the it's an interesting thing, and I think the life of an actor is a very interesting thing to go through. Mm -hmm. Because John Benson, you know, who's who's awesome, was on the show, and he was saying, "Listen, in my most busy uh, year in terms of working, I'm working maybe a hundred days a year, and all the other time I'm not working." So the idea or the way that uh, actors perceive this is, oh my God, I need to find more work. Where in reality, the way that we should be approaching it is, I am working and now I have a lot more time to 
have interests outside of it, to discover who it is that I am, to yeah. have relationships, and to learn. The more you are uh, extracting yourself from the world of acting, the more well-rounded you become and the better actor you're going to be. Absolutely, so, yeah. That, that is something that should be taught in, in acting schools because I think all of us are tunnel vision. And I was ready to give up on relationships and to give up on other stuff and you know move and do all sorts of things. And then when I came out of them, like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. That's not the most important thing in my life. Uh, you have to go through it. And I think people who don't live in this uh, industry, who don't breathe, <laughs> these yeah. problems can't understand it because it's it's different you don't have the stability you don't have your normal kind of day-to-day -day things that you're doing and you're allocating specific time for things so yeah. everything gets uh, turned inside out and yeah. uh, i'm so glad you came to that realization because it'll only make you a better person a better actress and yeah. a better better human right and, and and you hit it on like you definitely put like point blank we're correct when you say you have to experience it for yourself because so yeah. many people can tell you that, right? But until you hit rock bottom yeah. and you come out of it, there's no way that you're going to know that like that's actually a thing. And you're right. Acting schools don't teach that. It's it's so funny. You know, you learn, we learn all the tools we need in our toolbox and all these methods and ways to break down a script. But that's only half of it, because if we're if we're a storyteller, you're exactly what you said. You you got to flourish outside of that and know who you are as a person. I think uh, what what should be done, and now I'm having this idea, uh, maybe we will do this, is to have a um, specific acting counselors uh, that help you in the different areas of your career, not from the work perspective, but from the life perspective. Yeah. So, I know, uh, you know, lots of people in the acting industry uh, speak, uh, you know, uh, psychologists, and they work with them, which I'm sure filled that part. But I think somebody who understands the acting uh, spectrum, somebody who can uh, look from a side and say, "Dude, this is the blessing what you're going through right now, and this is how you get out of it." Yeah. That I think will help a lot more people stay on path and not quit acting to go to something else. Absolutely, that, and you know what? I feel like that, and like teaching money management because it's like you said right you yeah. work like 110 days out of the year you yeah. get that lump sum of cash and so many friends and actors i know like because we weren't taught how to how to do that right how to let that like how how that you can sustain yourself on that for a year and i and you see so many people go up and down with that and it's heartbreaking and it boggles my freaking mind as to why that's not taught like that's how you sustain yourself it's fucking crazy yeah so I do yeah. there you go. that's something else that you can do when, you, when you're not working are we uh, going to be starting some workshops i think we'd be dope i think so i think yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline yeah um, <laughs> perfect let's let's uh do a few more things before we let you go yeah. uh and you're most welcome to come to the show anytime so we can continue okay. the discussion but we have to mention that to Drew because uh, you know this episode uh, came out uh, on March 10th. Everybody's excited about it and how things are. What, again, without being stereotypical, what is the most fun part of the show that you're taking out that is really affecting you as a person? 
you know what i gotta say and i know this is gonna sound so so cliche but i don't i don't care because it's legit um and i've been on a lot of shows where this does not happen and you feel like absolute ass but Mm -hmm. the the best thing about this show is like the drew crew like those guys i don't even get it they are so freaking wonderful I've never been a part of a show, especially with a character arc like like this, and I've, I've you know been on a few with this type of arc, where like the lead cast just welcomes you with open arms and is so inclusive and makes you feel like family. They are so talented. Like I learned so much from them. They're all about the work, which I think is so wonderful. Cause like, let's be real, man. I'd be lying if I said you know otherwise. But you get on shows where that's not the case. And listen, like everyone has their own own way of doing this but like they're just about the work they're so gracious they're so kind to everyone and like there's like a magic between them and they included myself and Praneet and I think that's just been the most wonderful part it and especially coming out of this year where like mental health and yeah right like we've all been fucking through the ringer like it doesn't matter where on the spectrum you lie so to be able to be welcomed with open arms with love was fucking insane it was it just felt so good and I think that's been like the biggest the biggest part of it all is being able to be on a set where people just like love each other genuinely and very simply there's like no ulterior motive to things that's very cool yeah Uh, I'm I'm very happy to hear that yeah it's it's unfortunately a rarity in in the industry isn't that sad like Yeah, the one thing that they do teach you in all of the workshops that we're taking is that you're a co-star, go sit in your corner. Or you're a guest star, don't go talk to your regulars. You're there, right? If they want to come to you, they'll come to you. Yeah, that's that's what we're being taught. That's what we're being taught. Yeah, it's, and it's really disheartening too. Like we talk about how much you like we work and hustle to get to set because the set is like literally the cake, right? It's the dessert, and then. Yeah. And then you get told you can't even eat it. I know. Yeah. No pictures, no talking, no, you know, autographs. Are you kidding? You want to yeah. get bounced and never work with the, you know, same producers again? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah. That's it's so wild. Things people don't know, right? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, a few more things, kind of our lightning round. So yes. if you were to pick three words that define you, what would those words be? Ooh, like me, Adila? Oh, oh shit. Oh, what? Potty mouth. <laughs> oh, three words that define me. Okay, I would say, um, well, like, okay, potty, potty mouth. We'll say that's one. Um, yeah. like weird as fuck. <laughs> I'm weird. I don't know. Um, uh, uh. Curious? Yeah. Yeah, and curious, like curious. I love knowing things. I I love to learn. Like I love, yeah, I love learning things. Consummate learner, weird, emotional leader. That's so many. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's good. Know thyself, uh, right? Know thyself. Um, is there a quote uh, that you love that uh, you kind of keep referencing all the time? You know what? There, I feel like I go through phases, like as we all probably do, where like 
you like latch on to something and it totally helps or like a, like songs, you know, like yeah. music that you replay. But this one has gotten me through 2020 and is getting me through 2021. This too shall pass yeah. right now. It's, um, I used to work for a, a casting director and her associate would say it all the time when things would just hit shit would hit the fan. And she would always just be like, this too shall pass. And it always does. And I feel like I have been like cycling that on repeat in my head this whole year and all of last year. Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever stop. But like when I have just anxiety ridden days, I say that to myself. Yeah. That, so that's the one, that's the one that came up right away. Yeah. It's very important. Uh, I totally agree. I keep reminding myself for me, I say, this is just temporary. You know, uh, and it helps me, and it certainly yeah. helped me before. So, same yeah. idea. Same idea. It's funny how that psychological, it like wires it, right? In a certain way. Yeah. And thank, thank God it does, because, you know, we, yeah. we, especially actors with our sensitivity and uh, empathy and uh, ability to um, really kind of dive into our own psyche and uh, those around us, that is a wonderful highway but that also is a way to spiral out of control very quickly. So yeah. you are, you are so right. We feel everything. We are sensitive humans. Yeah. Put which, on a front, we put on a front, a big one, but. Which I, don't you find this so ironic yeah. that we as artists want to be loved and accepted and understood where we're in the industry that does the opposite to us on a daily basis and yeah. we still do it. What the hell? I know. It's like we love self-torture. Yeah, I think so. I know. You know, it's because we're so like, we want to be so vulnerable at all times. We're always vulnerable that like, I feel, yeah, that, yeah, it's, you're right. I don't know. There's what's the rhyme or reason. Like someone has to come on and explain this to us. You got to get it. someone who will, who will. So the workshop that we're going to be doing will invite somebody who maybe Perfect. is able to get some light on it. A psychologist. Yeah. A psycho yeah, exactly. A professional. Yeah, we need <laughs> people. We need yeah. people. Uh, yeah. Last thing, is there? And I, I know you're you know, you're very open on social media, but yeah. is there anything that uh, people do not know about you that you'd like to share? Ooh, that they do not know. Okay, well, this is really basic, but. Yeah. I hate pink and red together. Like, okay. I don't understand that palette. It blows my mind. It's not aesthetically pleasing. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like so, my pet peeve. So separately is okay, but not together. Not together. Isn't that weird? Like, I get, I get, like, you know how sometimes when, someone says something to you, you're like, yeah. you're the hairs on your arm stand up or you get like anxiety all of a sudden. If I yeah. see someone wearing pink and red, or if I see that together, I get like anxiety. So, okay, clearly there's some sort of trauma that happened that I know now I know that I have to deal with, yeah. <laughs> but I don't like it. Interesting. The, the, the certified life coach in me, which I am, uh, really wants to dive into that and figure yeah. out what that is. Is it this life? Is it past life? Is it energetic? Is it all sorts? Of, okay, never mind. We're no, gonna you know, that's wild. It's all these, all those things. I, I think so too, because that's that's why I said separately or or together. Anyway, 
yeah. uh, to be continued. Um, so <laughs> thank you, Adila. Thank you so much for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Um, you're cool. You are super. And uh, you should always think of yourself that way. And uh, uh, you're always welcome. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And this was amazing. And you are super as well. Thank so you. thank you for holding this space for us actors and and letting us kind of speak our truth in a little in a for a little bit of time. Like this is awesome. So thank you. It's it's my pleasure. I appreciate it. <laughs> and thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of Let's Dive In. We yeah. know you love things and you're curious just as much as we are, so we're happy to do this for you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.